الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا توبوا الى الله توبه نصوحا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من احب لله وابغض لله واعطى لله ومنع لله فقد استكمل الايمان صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين دروس بالله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home one very important word in the arabic language which later became an important subject taught by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam to his companions one important word in the arabic language which we frequently hear the word ikhlas the word ikhlas in the arabic language the root word of ikhlas are the letters kha lam and sad kha lam and sad three words and the meaning of khalasa is that you have something in front of you in its pristine purity nothing has been contaminated nothing has been polluted that's the meaning of khalasa in the arabic language there is a saying azhabul khalis that means pure gold azhabul khalis pure gold nothing of it is fake or artificial it is pure gold in front of you azhabul khalis in the islamic terminology the word ikhlas means to carry out an action only for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to carry out an action only for the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is not aware of this great muhaddis of the time hazrat imam bukhari rahmatullah alayhi the one who has compiled one of the most prolific work in the science of hadith subject of hadith he himself says that from 
60,000 ahadith that were in front of me. I have recorded in my Jami'us Sahih 9,000. Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah Alayhi's book, Al Jami'us Sahih, is famously known to be the most authentic after the Kalam of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Muhaddisin have mentioned that the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given such acceptance to the work of Imam Bukhari is due to the ikhlas of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah It is due to his sincerity. He himself says that it took me 16 years to compile al jamiu a collection of the ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sixteen years, and for every hadith that was inserted in his book, Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi made ghusl, performed two rakats nafl, did istikhara, and only when a sign came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he added that hadith into his Jami'us Sahih. So from 60,000, we have 9,000 ahadith. And the book is known as Al Jami'us Sahih of Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah Alayhi. Such was his ikhlas that after 16 years, the hadith which he selected to become the inception of his beautiful work, the starting point of all the ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the famous hadith narrated by Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an. He says that I heard from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge you and your actions by your intention. Your actions will be judged by your intentions. Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi himself says that what I have presented in front of you, if it is not for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then my 16 years of effort is useless and fruitless. If it is not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is fruitless and useless, everything is in vain. So whatever you do, before you carry out any action, you perform your hajj, read your salatu taraweeh, complete your Qur'an, take time out, meditate, Clear yourself. Make sure you have the right intention. When you give charity, make sure you have no ulterior motive. It is for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever you do, every step must be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this beautiful hadith that I read in front of you, Allah's Nabi has mentioned, Man ahabba lillah wa abghaza lillah. If you like someone, it should be for the sake of Allah. If you hate someone, if you dislike someone, it should be for the sake of Allah. 
And if you give something, it should be for the sake of Allah. And if you withhold something, it should be for the sake of Allah. And anyone who has these beautiful qualities, Allah's Nabi has said, فَقَدْ إِسْتَقْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ Then verily his iman is complete. His iman is complete. What we need to understand, my respected brothers, is that before carrying out any good deed, any good action, niyat, khulus, ikhlas is very, very important. It should only be for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how shaitan takes away the points that we deserve and leaves us nothing. And we become losers. That we carry out good actions, but unfortunately the intention is not right. So no matter what you do, there is no reward for you. Look into the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the khulus, the sincerity he had. In the early days of Nabuwat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's mission to give da'wah to the non-Muslims day and night. This was the work of the Nabi and all the Prophets. People were frustrated. What has happened to the son of Abdullah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? That he has taken on this mission, he wants to take on all of Arabia. They had a meeting and they selected Uqba bin Mu'eet who was an eloquent speaker. Charbe lisan thi uski. Uski zabaan mein bari mithas thi. Logon ne samjha ke Uqba bin Mu'eet Huzur alayhi salam ko samjha de do teen baate. To ye hume daawat dene se baaz a jayenge. Uqba bin Mu'eed goes and visits Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says, Oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what is this? What is your mission? That you are dividing the Meccan community. What do you want? If you want fame, power, status, we will make you the king of Arabia. We will make you the king of Arabia. Bribery is kete. If you want wealth, we will give you all the wealth. You will become the wealthiest man of Arabia. And if it is pleasure that you want, we will marry you to the best women of Arabia. We will give you ten women in the books of history, tariqh. This is what I have mentioned. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at Uqba bin Mu'eed and turned away and recited in front of him some verses of the Qur'an. Some verses of the Qur'an. Uqba bin Mu'eed stood up and he went to his group of people and he said, no, nothing happened. Finally they decided the man who had a lot of power and authority was the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam whose name was Abu Talib, the father of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. All the delegation, the great leaders of the Qurayshi tribe, 
went to visit Abu Talib and they said to Abu Talib that you better look after your nephew. What he is doing is causing enmity between the different tribes, inviting them to worship one Allah. He wants us to abandon the religion of our forefathers. Abu Talib calls Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Though in that state of kufr he had a lot of love and affection for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, my dear nephew, don't overburden me. Don't overburden me. My power and my strength is limited. What you are doing is something that I don't want you to do. Look after yourself. Protect yourself. I am an old man now. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at his uncle, the brother of the father of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Chacha, Abdullah ke bhaite. And the beautiful words that come out from the auspicious mouth of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that strong will and determination, and it is that khulus and ikhlas that we are Muslims today, my respected brothers. He looked at his uncle and he said, Ya Ammi, O oh my uncle, listen to me. If the people of Makkah have the power to put the sun in my right hand, and if they can put the moon on my left hand, even then I will not cease. Even then I will not abandon my mission given to me to invite people towards the worship of one God. Even if you put the sun and the moon in front of me, I will not stop. That strong will and determination of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Talib said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do as you will, O my son. Do as you will, O my son. And it is the barkat and the khulus of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that today we are Muslims. More than two billion in the world we are Muslims. Trace our genealogy and you will find out that for the majority of the people sitting here, our forefathers were Hindu. Our forefathers were Hindu. It is that effort that transferred to the companions from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah has given us the tawfiq that we sit in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we get non-Muslims coming to the masjid, the minute they step in, they say, subhanallah, uh, they express surprise and they say, when we come to this, to this house of God, we can sense peace and tranquility and contentment. Unko bhi ahsas ho Khulus, ikhlas, my respected brothers, very, very important. Without khulus, without sincere intention, every action that you carry out must be for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, otherwise you have with you nothing. This was a subject taught by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Hazrat Sufyan Sawri rahmatullah alayhi says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would teach us ikhlas. He would explain to us 
the different categories of ikhlas and khulus. And many a times in order to learn about khulus, the companions themselves would question Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. سُئِلَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ عَنِ الرَّجُلِ The companions questioned Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam about one individual. يُقَاتِلُوا شُجَاعَةً That he is a mujahid. The one who wishes to defend Islam and he fights in the path of Allah. But his intention is shuja'at. To show people that he is a brave man, a courageous man. وَيُقَاتِلُوا حَمِيَّةً And another man fights for حَمِيَّةً Self-pride. And another man, وَيُقَاتِلُوا رِيَاءً To show people, to show people. رِيَاء کی وجہ سے جنگ کریں. فَأَيُّ ذَلِكْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Whom from the three is in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at the companions and said, none of them. None of them. And he said, مَنْ قَاتَلَ لِتَكُونَ كَلِمَةُ الْعُلْيَا فَهُوَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ The one who engages in any action for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to elevate the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَهُوَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Then he is in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khulus, my respected brothers, goes a long way, a long way. There is no end of this sadqa when you do something with ikhlas. Subhanallah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned in another hadith, when two Muslims fight and pick up weapons against each other, فَالْقَاتِلُ وَالْمَقْتُولُ فِي النَّارِ Both of them, the one who has been killed and the perpetrator, both are in Jahannam. The companion says, Ya Rasulullah, we can understand that man who has been killed. We can understand the, the perpetrator, the one who is doing the killing, that he will go to Jahannam. But what about the person who is killed? Why should he go to Jahannam? What a beautiful answer Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave. That he was just as eager, he was just as eager to fight his brother. And if an opportunity was given to him, then he would do the same. And because of his intention, both are in Jahannam. Both are in Jahannam. Allahu Akbar. Allah give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers. The month of Ramadan, let us work hard. Let us achieve that goal. Let us understand. Uh, Islam is a dynamic religion. You read salah for the sake of Allah. Take time out. Make sure that your intention is right. Intention is right. I have seen many scholars and ulama, when they sit on the pulpit, after the khutbah they meditate for a bit. And if you ask them why this pose, this time that they take, and they will tell you that they are checking of their intention, looking at the condition of the heart, that what they speak, is it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or for something else? Allah give us the tawfiq. 
جنگ یرموک کل نفس ذائقت الموت فور ایوری تھنگ دیر از ڈیتھ دا گریٹ بیٹل بٹوین دا مسلمس اینڈ دا رومنس دا موسٹ an army that was the most powerful in the time of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam the roman empire jang yarmouk was fought in the region of syria at that time the commander in chief was hazrat khalid bin walid hai hazrat khalid bin walid durush sharif palle unko sawab de de allahumma salli ala sayidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wasallam taslima When you take the name of Khalid bin Walid, there is sweetness in your tongue. There was no such thing as defeat in the vocabulary of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. He did not know how to lose. And the companions were so confident, so confident, that they would look that the commander-in-chief is Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, victory is for the Muslims. 40,000 Mujahideen against 1 million Romans. Fully loaded. All the weapons there. Daisy cutters, Selekar. All the other cutters. Jitnebi cutters. 40,000 again. 1 million Romans. Allah talks about the Roman Empire and their strength. Alif Lamim, Ghulibatir Rum. talks about the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, title was given to him as Saifullah, the sword of Allah. Every time he went out, he went with the intention that he will not return back. But because of this title, he would return back. Because of the title given to him that he is the sword of Allah. Who can break the sword of Allah? Nobody can break the sword of Allah. And so, shahadat was not with him because he was Saifullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you are Saifullah. Some of the Romans, when they met Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, they said to him, can you tell us, is it true that there are rumors in the Roman camp that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given you a sword that was given to him by his God? And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said, no. It is my sword, but the words of Rasulullah, he gave me this title, Saifullah, that I am the sword of Allah. With him was another great commander-in-chief, Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah. And he was old at that time, in his early 60s. But yet a mujahid. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was commander-in-chief of the Muslim army during the entire period of the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And also the early part of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was in Madinatul Munawwara. He writes a letter that this letter must be given to Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah is under Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. The letter is given to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah reads the letter. It is from Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Umar has decided that from now, at, as of this moment, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid is no longer the commander-in-chief of the Muslims. Abu Ubaidah, you have been appointed as the commander-in-chief. 
Hazrat Khalid bin Walid has been relegated as a normal soldier. And Abu Ubaidah now is the commander-in-chief. When Hazrat Abu Ubaidah reads the letter, he puts the letter in his pocket. The Romans are in front. And the fight starts. For many months, subhanallah, jihad went between the Muslims and the Romans. Finally, victory was given to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and the Muslims. All credit was given to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu ta'ala an for his method that he employed in the battlefield. When Muslims earned that victory and everything had settled down, again in the gathering of all the Muslims, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah came in front of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and he said, Commander-in-Chief, I have this letter from Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said that you read, Subhanallah, look at the khulus that they have. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah reads that in this letter it says that I have been appointed as the commander-in-chief whilst Hazrat Umar Farooq is the Khalifa and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid will work under Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. When this declaration was made, there was panic in the camp. That how can Khalid bin Walid, commander-in-chief, a man with vast experience in the battlefield, be taken out from his position? <coughs> Subhanallah. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah was there. A few people, a group of people went to him and they said, When did you receive this letter? And he said, I received this letter before the fight. And so someone said to him, Ya Abu Ubaidah, why didn't you declare this in the beginning? You could have got the credit for this victory. You could have received the credit for this victory. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said that I am only doing it for the pleasure of Allah. I am only doing it for the pleasure of Allah. Look at the companions, how sincere they were. When they went to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, some of them said that you can object to the decision of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, and we are with you. We need you at this moment. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah hasn't got that experience which you have. But again, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, what a great man he was. He wanted to make the intentions of the Mujahideen right and correct. That it, victory does not come because of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Victory comes because of your sincerity, because of your tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so he wanted to show the Muslimin that even if Abu Ubaidah is in that position, and if you are in the straight paths of Sirat-e-Mustaqim, Allah will give you victory. And so people said to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that you can object to this. What beautiful words, my respected brothers. Allahu Akbar, one should write the words in gold ink. He looked at the Mujahideen and he said, Anni la uqatilu fi sabili Umar. O people, I don't fight for Umar radiallahu ta'ala. I am not in the path of Umar. Inni la uqatilu fi sabili Umar. Kema Hazrati Umar ki raste par nahi hu kema jankar rao. I am not fighting because of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. وَلَكِنْ أُقَاتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ رَبِّ عُمَرِ 
But I am fighting for the sake of Allah who is the Rabb of Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And it makes no difference for me if I am a commander of, of chief or just a normal soldier. How sincere they were. Zara soche mere azizo, ek second ke liye jo hazrat yahan bathe huye hai. If you were working for someone for 20 years in that very high position and post, and all of a sudden you are moved from that position, what would your reaction be? How sincere would you be? Scholars have mentioned that there was no difference in the ikhlas of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, even after being under Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah. Why? They were the students of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They had taken in, they learned the subject of ikhlas from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to learn that and we have to be sincere with each other. We have to be well-wishers, well-wishers. What you like for yourself is what you must like for your Muslim brother. What you like for yourself is what you should like for your... Muslim brother. How sincere were the companions. In the battle of Yarmouk, one Sahabi there, injured, blood is oozing out, and he's saying, Ma, Ma, Al Ma, water. And water is given to him. Next to him is another companion, again asking for water. This Sahabi is saying, give it to my brother. The second Sahabi hears the voice and the cry of the third Sahabi. The second says, give it to the third. Third is saying, give it to the fourth. Fourth is saying, give it to the fifth. Five, six, seven companions. And that glass of water comes back to the first spot and all of them are shaheed. Kitna khulus, kitna khulus. How sincere they were, my respected brothers. Look at the khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Uthman, Hazrat Ali, Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala, Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala, and you will see. Their condition was such, they were fearful of themselves. Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala was given the list of all the hypocrites in Madinatul Munawwara. Jo munafiqeen the unki list. And he was known as Sahib al-Sir. The keeper of the secrets of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is said that if somebody passed away and there was janazah salah, the companions would look, if Hazrat Huzaifa was in that salah, they would also perform salah. If he was not in the salah, they would assume that possibly that man is a munafik, that is why Hazrat Huzaifa is not there. Because he was given the list. He was given the list. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. The great Khalifa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Allah's Nabi says that if anyone qualified to be a Nabi, Subhanallah, lakana Umar, it would have been Umar radiallahu ta'ala. But I am the last Nabi. Ana khatamun nabiyin wala nabiyya ba'di and there is no Nabi after me. That Umar goes to Hazrat Huzaifa and he said, Huzaifa, Tell me with sincerity, is my name in that list of hypocrites? And Hazrat Huzaifa started to cry, and he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, your name in the, in the list of hypocrites? He says, no, tell me, is my name in that list of hypocrites? And Hazrat Huzaifa said, no, your name is not in the list. And he says, Alhamdulillah. Look at the condition of the companions. How fearful they were, my respected brothers. The subject of ikhlas was in them. Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala an started to cry. 
And he said to his family members that I have become a hypocrite. Nafaka Hanzala, Nafaka Hanzala. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq came, Hanzala, what is the matter with you? He says, I have become a hypocrite. I have become a munafiq. How have you become a munafiq? He says, well, I am, when I am in the gathering of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my internal condition is something else. It is, uh, it, it is full of iman. The level is very high. There is a lot of nur and taqwa when I am in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when I leave the gathering of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my condition of the heart changes. And uh, that level decreases. So I feel that I am a hypocrite. I feel that I am a hypocrite. Ikhlas ke mutalik kitni mehnati. And they went to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Hazrat Huzaifa, Hazrat Hanzala, that Hanzala, no, you are not a hypocrite. This is the condition of iman that it increases and decreases. If you are in my company, it will always increase. You are still a believer and a mu'min. Subhanallah, my respected brothers. Hazrat Abu Talha radiyallahu ta'ala an was performing salah. A rich Ansari sahabi in his date farm, in his own farm. A lot of trees, date trees were there. He was performing salah and all of a sudden a bird was trapped. A lot of date trees were there. And there was this bird flying in front of him, a beautiful bird. And Hazrat Hanzala, whilst in salah, the eyes... Uh, glanced at the bird flying and in the heart it came that look how many trees of dates that I have here that even the bird is finding it difficult due to its density to find the root out and this thought came in the mind of Hazrat, uh, Hazrat Abu Talha that he forgot how many rakats he had performed namaz mein khalal when he completed his salah, that farm was worth thousands of dinar, thousands of dinar. He came to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, there is weakness in my ikhlas, in my concentration. A small bird disturbed me from my salah. Whilst I was in my date farm, I no longer want my date farm. Ya Rasulullah, I give this to you, that you give it in charity to whom you want. Allahu Namaz mein ek khalal ki That due to one bird, distraction of a bird, my concentration level broke between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he gave that entire date farm in charity. Khajur ka baghi did. That is why Hazrat Sufyani Thawri radiallahu ta'ala an says that if the ummah was to be present in the time of the companions, the ummah would say that these people are junoon, madly in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if the companions were alive to see us, they would say that all of these people are kafir and kuffar, not Muslims. They would say that all of you are kafir and kuffar, not Muslims. When they look at their iman and when they look at us, they were the students of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They worked on ikhlas, khulus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. We should be well wishers, my respected brothers. 
It is easy to criticize, but it is very, very difficult to uh, do introspection, to, to reform yourself, to look at your own faults. That is difficult. Nobody wants to do that. Let us become sincere Muslims and every action that we carry out must be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Dua kalim. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur raheem. Allah kareem raheem malikil mulk zul jalali wal ikram. يا غفار يا قهار يا غفار يا قهار يا الله ہم اخلاص نصیب فرما اللہ ہم اخلاص نصیب فرما اللہ ہم کمزور ہے اللہ ہم اخلاص نصیب فرما اللہ ہم اخلاص نصیب فرما اللہ ہم نیک و کار لوگوں میں سے بنا دے متقین میں سے بنا دے مخلصین میں سے بنا دے اللہ کریم تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ شب قدر نصیب فرما اللہ ہمیں ہماری زندگی میں برکت دے عمل میں برکت دے اللہ جان و مال میں برکت دے اللہ قدم قدم میں برکت دے اللہ ہماری اولاد میں برکت ہو ہماری اولاد نیک ہو اللہ کریم گھر میں سارے لوگ صاحب برکت ہو یا اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہو اس پریشانی کو دور فرما جس کا قرض ہو یا اللہ غیب کے خزانے سے اس قرض کو پورا فرما دے یا اللہ جس کو جو بیماری ہو یا اللہ محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے یا اللہ ان کو بیماری سے شفا دے دے اللہ جو اس دنیا سے چلے گئے ان کی قبروں کو منور فرما معتقفین کے اعتقاف کو قبول فرما اللہ ہمارے روزے کو قبول فرما اللہ ہماری تراوی کو قبول فرما اللہ ہماری تلاوت کو قبول فرما اللہ ہمارے نوافل کو قبول فرما اللہ جسم میں طاقت دے دے قوت دے دے اللہ ہم تیری عبادت کر سکے اللہ نفس و شیطان کے حوالے مت فرما اللہ نفس و شیطان کے مکر و فریب سے ہماری حفاظت فرما اللہ بہت کمزور ہے مالک الملک بہت کمزور ہے گنہگار ہے اللہ ہماری اصلاح فرما دے اللہ ہماری اصلاح فرما دے اللہ ہماری حفاظت فرما گناہ کبیرہ سے گناہ صغیرہ سے اللہ رحیم تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ رمضان کے مہینے میں ہماری مغفرت ہو جائے اللہ ہماری مغفرت فرما دے اللہ تیرے خزانے میں کیا کمی ہے یا اللہ اگر تو ہمیں جنت میں جگہ دے دے یا اللہ تیری جنت میں کیا کمی ہوگی اللہ تو مالک الملک ہے تو وسعت والا ہے یا اللہ رحم و کرم فرما نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے صدقے میں اللہ رحیم ہماری دعاؤں کو قبول فرما سبحان اللہ و بحمدہ سبحان اللہ العظیم و صلی اللہ تعالی علی خیر خلقہ محمد و علی آلہ و اصحابہ و ازواجہ و ذریاتہ و اہل بیتہ اجمعین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین Thank you.